0: happy sunday
1: happy sunday
0: it's like we are we like we haven't talked in in an entire week
1: (laughs) (laughs) so funny um oh by the way i'm amy solara
0: oh i'm jeremy renta see i forgot this time look at that
1: it's only because you forgot that i remembered and this is mantra and magic
0: yeah thanks for joining us
1: week five we were saying this this is pretty amazing that he and i have stuck to it this
0: far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly when we were talking earlier this week i was kind of like oh i wonder if she's getting burnt out uh, i wonder if i'm getting burnt out i was like no this is what no. we love doing this is what we love talking about this is like an opportunity to actually share the things that we love in a, yeah. in a platform where we don't have to tell have anybody telling us we're crazy
1: <laughs> yes oh my gosh like I, um, first I'm going to take off all the um, bracelets I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing a bunch of crystals and they're jingling there. Um, second, I was, I was contemplating today, like how many people I can talk uh, to and listen to and have them not look at me like I'm um, from a different planet, even though I am and have <laughs> what they say sound uh, really familiar and true, and um, like something that we can keep having a conversation about. Like, there's so many people where if I just walked up to them and t- said, "Like, hey, do you know what star lineage ancestry you have?" <laughs> just look at me like, "I'm sorry, it's that part of 23andMe?" <laughs>
0: yeah, are you talking to me?
1: And I would say, "No, I'm I'm talking about like the Galactic Federation that exists." And it <laughs> it's just it's so far out of the norm Mm -hmm. and it's even kind of far into certain spiritual circles there's certain spiritual circles that don't even acknowledge half of the stuff that I know to be true right and and so like I've always loved talking with you because the day we met it was like oh what are we doing we're sitting in plant ceremony so that we can talk to dead people and angels and plant guides and read tarot cards and talk about the astrological weather
0: figure out how to activate our light body you know that kind of thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I mean I'm grateful that it has shifted a little bit more I mean it's also you know I live in Boulder you live in Phoenix so there are more people who are into the esoteric and I've noticed too it's just like I mean with Instagram there are more people that are into it it may just be the fact that that's the stuff that I follow like it's, it is really interesting when you start looking at the bubble that we exist in. Oh yeah. Cause I look at the YouTube clips and, uh, of the people that I'm following and I'm like, oh, this guy's got a lot of views. He's got like 10,000 on this one video. And then you look at, you know, anything that's actually trending and it's in the millions, it's in the hundreds yeah. of thousands. And it's like, well, this is the niche that I want to be in. You know, these are the people that I want to be uh, learning from. And these are the people that I want to be talking to. So
1: yeah. And chances it it are that pro, yeah. if. If you're listening to Jeremy and I talking right now, you're ready to hear a lot of the, the stuff that would be deemed crazy by all those millions of viewers that are watching a cat, like, do a backflip. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're ready. Like, not everyone is ready. There are a lot of people who are waking up right now and they don't know where to turn or what to listen to or who to believe. And so hopefully... Me and you having these conversations is going to help at least a little bit, because that's the goal, right? We're we're not going to wake anybody up. You have to do that on your own, but
2: exactly. we can be
1: here once you've fallen down the rabbit hole and you want to know whether to go straight or forward or through the tree trunk. With the mm-hmm. cat.
0: and if you are in the back of an Uber right now and you're going to uh, a friend's underground party to drink, you know, Lynn, uh, uh, Amy and I have both been in that position too, where we were on our path and we were still doing things that we knew didn't align with the journey that we were actually on. So don't feel bad about that either. Like learn what you can make the changes that you can do it in your own time. And uh, don't feel like things need to be perfect. Right. as wrong. You know, I find myself kicking myself and beating myself up for mistakes that I made, you know, 10, 10 years ago. I still, am like, that was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. And uh, it's like, well, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't made those mistakes. You know, like you have to, you literally do have to learn. If this is a university, which I believe that it is, you know, we, uh, you have to, you have to start out every, everything that we learn starts with a point of not knowing, right? That's one of the things my partner says. And it's like, you, you literally can't beat yourself up over things that you don't know. You know, it may just be that you have no memory of the thing. Like we literally come here with a lot of the stuff that we have from our previous lives, um, or with the goals that we have in this lifetime. And then there's a, like, the magnet goes over the VHS tape and then we're completely wiped. And then we are, you know, spat out into the universe and we have to relearn everything. That's what the whole chakra thing is. We're going from the root back up. We came down and now we're trying, we're doing the journey again. We're on this wave, we're on this roller coaster. Right. We're
1: remembering.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And what uh, I feel like, okay, there's also, there's a, it's not just a remembering, there's a willingness, right? Because there's plenty of people right. who aren't on their path, who aren't spiritually um, or who are interested in spirituality, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be interested in religion because it's a community thing or a family thing, but they're not necessarily interested in actual spiritual practices that are involved with the religion. Um, and I've heard them say like, Oh, one time, you know, I think, I think I saw something. And they acknowledge that there's a lot to the world that they can't see or they can't understand, but they don't want to believe it because the second that you believe it, the second that you give it a voice and you give it sight and you give it sound, suddenly the whole universe that you have set up for yourself collapses. And Mm -hmm. um, I, I've witnessed it so many times where people are like on the verge and I'm really excited for them. And then they just, they they choose not to engage right now. And you know what? If if that happens um, in, to someone in your family or if that happens to your, one of your best friends where you're like, whoa, like woke, waking up really fast and everything's occurring. And there's all these synchronicities and you're seeing things around the corner and you're seeing auras and just all sorts of stuff. But they start to and then they pull back. Again, be really compassionate. Be really gentle. Not everybody's ready to step into that warrior aspect that's required of us at this time
0: that being said too if things are seeking you out there is a reason for that mm-hmm. um my partner and I Lindsay um you know we have she works with clients um clearing trauma she does uh she's a licensed professional counselor so she talks through with a lot of people clearing uh stuff from their past um she works with a lot of kids who don't have words for the way that they're able to verbalize the things that they're holding on to. And, you know, I deal with like physical manipulation of muscle and energetics with people on the table. And there has been a major shift in the past couple of weeks because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of like one-on-ones have kind of closed down. And uh, so now a lot of stuff is being done remotely. Um, And because of that, I've started to notice that energetics are kind of seeking us out in our house. You know, it used to be that I would clear after I'd get done uh, working on people to make sure that I wasn't tracking, literally tracking esoteric mud into the house, (laughs) because you bring in spiritual mud that you might you've worked on people, things kind of cling to us. And I've started to notice because I'm not, I'm literally not working on people, like energetics, either from other places or from other things are, are, are seeking me out. And it's, I think we had talked about this and we talked about this earlier this week. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, don't be frightened. Like a lot of the times we feel like the kid from the sixth sense where like, there are these <laughs> things that are really terrifying that are showing up for us. And, you know, you were saying you, you were telling me like, you know, set a space outside, keep your house completely protected, but like leave a, a spot outside for those energies to go. No, and then I you can rest them. And in, in, in You were
1: telling me that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was. Actually. You
1: were telling me that. <laughs> no, I was saying um that that you should be uh, feeling less muck in your area by engaging less with other people in the physical realm because it's there's a lot of other barriers. So you and I are having like a completely different experience. <laughs> yeah, we're that we're
0: a dichotomous view on this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is good, I think, for everybody listening because there might be some people like me who are feeling so pleasant and so airy and um so able to tap in when we want to and dip out when we want to, um, when it comes to the What's going on collectively, and as an <laughs> empath, that's I think it's really important to be able to choose when you're feeling what everybody else is feeling. When you right. to choose when to acknowledge, like that a lot of the world is in a place of panic and fear, but not everybody is. And um, I really appreciate all of the virtual stuff because that's how I work anyway. I prefer to do all of my psychic work through a computer because I don't like to be in other people's energetic fields because I feel like it cuts off um, the, the things that I'm receiving from their guides and guardians and their soul. So if I'm doing tarot or if I'm doing Akashic records or anything, I feel like I get a clearer line up to their highest self when they're not physically present in the room with me. Um, right. and that's, I'm working on a completely different wavelength and a completely different, um, focused, Uh, like the the point of the sessions that I'm doing are entirely different than what you do, Jared. And I think that's why you're feeling so um, energetically overwhelmed is because you work on the opposite spectrum. You work in person, in their field, in their body. um, Right. And I don't know
0: if it's necessarily overwhelmed. It's just that the way that the things are showing up, it's like, they're, they're asking for, they're asking for help. Like the other day, I was in, um, in my private practice office and every time that I've been in there, it's an incredibly old building. It's been there for, uh, almost a hundred years or a little over a hundred years. Um, the building was actually moved back off of 28th street. They like moved it and put it on a new foundation. So it's like double, double, uh, cinder blocks on the lower levels. It's a really, really dense energy. It was a hospital before it got turned into what it is now, which is a healing space. There's, um, massage practitioners, energetic practitioners, and, um, and uh, therapists that are in there. And for the most part, people try to kind of stay quiet in the hallways. There's not too much disturbance going on in the building and uh, everybody kind of stays to themselves because the walls are really thin. So it's relatively quiet in the space. And that also includes like, because the walls are thin, the smells can kind of move around in the place as well. So there's not really a lot of smudging that goes on. So clearing the space after sessions is probably not at least in the old school way of using Sage or, or uh, palo Santo uh, is, isn't as used as much. And from when I, the first time that I started going in there, I just felt all of the energy of the people who had passed through and had left stuff. So if it was like past relationships or if it was something else. and I just dropped in and did kind of a like a handing off of the baton. like at first when I first cast the circle and started kind of clearing the space, I could feel like it was hard for me to look in the mirror. And see myself like it looked distorted, like there was energy trying to come through the mirror. And once I actually kind of got the space cleared, uh, at least the area that I was working in, and I kind of like, again, handed it off to guides and said, "If, if anyone that is or any energies that are here that could actually help some of these energies that are stuck here move on to their next place, I ask you to do so, be kind, be gentle, you know, do so with love and compassion. It's not, it's not a, like a exorcism where you're trying to like torch the place. Right, you're not
1: banishing, you're helping yeah, them. It
0: just, it's literally just helping them move on, kind of like getting stuck out of the stuck place where they are. And being in an old place like that, where that much trauma has gone on, especially in the early, you know, the 1940s, anything before like the 1960s, really, when esotericism started kind of gaining ground, um... I'm sure that there were a lot of uh, there was a lot of sadness and stuff that was kind of in that place. And after after that, literally, it was a short ceremony that I did, and it was literally just like I said, a kind of handing off with a love and respect. The whole space has felt brighter and had has has felt like a lot more clear and open. And that is that is a part of where I kind of I'm feeling like energies are noticing. That's they're literally starting to come to me on their own and being like, Hey, I kind of, that place used to be a little bit darker and a little bit like I could feel it, you know, they kind of avoided it. Now it's like, can you help me? Yeah. Is there something that you can do? So I've, I never really thought of myself as being a medium. Honestly, that was not something that I, I don't really even now have, it's not something that I thought that I would have an interest in or a talent for. And it's not that I'm saying, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to like be a good witch splashing holy water on the walls or anything, but it's literally just, it's holding space. That is what I do for the living. And apparently that is – as a as a space holder, you do, that doesn't stop at uh, flesh, you know. <laughs> right, so it but it is – really important
1: around. to set boundaries. So what you said earlier about saying, like, you can't come in my house. Like, you, right. you can come talk to me, and I will go, come when I'm ready. I'll come to you. Like, I'll yeah. hold office hours from 2 to 3 by the oak tree in the backyard. <laughs> um, yeah. So I for all the other empaths out there right now who might be feeling um, the same thing that Jeremy's feeling, be mindful set boundaries don't say like okay whoever wants to talk to me in my dreams tonight please come visit you will get woken up by dead people guaranteed
2: Mm -hmm. it's just
1: that's what they do they're (laughs) they're like oh let's play you're awake you can see me um and, and any like teen movie about ghosts you know they get excited when someone can see them and then Mm -hmm. they want to stick to you because you're the only one who interacts with them and they're lonely and they're sad and they don't know how to move on
0: because you started following them on ghost Instagram so you know
1: (laughs) so basically you know instead you put up an Instagram that said I can talk to ghosts and they all started following you yeah exactly Um, yeah and so being in this space and sometimes it's not even ghosts and that's the weird thing is sometimes it's residual energy like you said Left over, and people who've done soul retrieval who've done um, shamanic soul retrieval work will know what I'm talking about where you've left a piece of yourself um, that was rooted in in a traumatic experience if you've done Egyptian mystery schools then it's um, the cause that come up so the the aspects of your etheric self that are projections that are not true um, that are part of your story so any moment that kind of made you go (gasps) and like And gasp and like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened, whether it was a car accident or, um, you know, a violent act uh, or just like anything sudden breaking an arm. Even Um, you leave a little tiny bit of yourself, either in that place or in a specific spot in your body, which I'm sure, Jeremy, you encounter Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, And so when you're removing that, if uh, someone maybe is getting lazy that day because they're tired and they're doing energetic work and they're just kind of letting it splash out of their Mm -hmm. client or if somebody's doing body work and maybe hasn't done a lot of energetic practices and doesn't quite understand where it all goes when they've released it out of the person. Yeah. It might stick around. And so you might be feeling residual stuff of people who've lived on the land where you lived. Right. Um, of people who are neighbors who are shedding stuff right now because we live very close to other humans in this day and age. We don't live very far apart. So we absorb the energy of our neighbors. Um, And something else that uh, just came to mind is the idea that you might even be encountering other aspects of you.
0: I wanted to touch on that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, uh, Same thing last night we had the the house was incredibly energized. Mm -hmm. And um, again, people have different ways of feeling it or seeing energy. Um, For me, it literally looks like like sparkles it looks like eyes are in the house and you can tell how energized the house is by how much where whatever room I'm looking in or or whatever space I'm I'm p- focusing on looks like a christmas tree like it literally looks like it's kind of popping off so last night um again my partner had a big clearing she felt like there was a whole lot of stuff in the house um and then she had this epiphany, like she almost, she said it was like divine, uh, like divine inspiration that like came to her and she wrote 10 pages of stuff down. So some of the stuff, when I woke up and she was telling me that I was kind of like, Oh, that's kind of freaky. And then I was like, this might be stuff that was literally blocking that energetic from coming through for her or for me. (laughs) You know, it's like, there's things that we when you when we talk about our problems, if you're going to therapy, or if you go to a massage therapist, or an energy healer, or if you have a past life regression, there are a lot of these things that they, that's why you go, you know, to have those things removed so that that energy will move through. And a mm-hmm. lot of times that stuff is the shadow. It's our own stuff that we're not willing to face, you know, whatever the issues are. And that's kind of one of the things that I actually wanted to talk to uh, talk to you about uh, today. Uh, and I forgot to mention it when we were on the phone earlier, mm-hmm. is what is your weakness? You know, what is the thing that you look at that you think is something that is uh, holding you back? And like, don't ignore it. You know, like there's a reason why that is there. That's part of the lesson. Like, what is, what, what's the Saturn aspect of that in your life, in your energetic field that you need to learn from? And I say need to, but like that you, maybe you're here to learn from. No, you, know? you like,
1: need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Because that's the thing with Saturn too. And I'm glad you touched on that because a lot of people give things like Saturn returns bad rap, but the reason they happen is because you haven't learned your lesson. So if you right. didn't get it the first time around, you will get it the second time around. And it's not even just um, that 28 to 30 year span. And this is something I just learned in uh, with my astrology class that I'm the course that I'm doing right now. Um, when you look at the Saturn's progression at the the quarter marks, which anybody who does magical work knows very, very well that the... Um, the north south east west points are important but so are the cross quarters so Mm -hmm. like getting into these spaces of degrees and angles and utilizing math on an astrological chart to see like okay instead of saturn um just being in the place where it was when i was born what if it's at a 90 degree 90 degree angle which is a square what if it's Mm -hmm. at in opposition which is directly across the chart what if it's at the other 90 degree angle at those points there are just as many monumental events and sometimes for some people there's even bigger events because they have other planets at that point that are getting activated and on top of that if they have things in their chart that make Saturn transitions easy say like they call it a grand trine um, where all the elements are working in harmony then they might not feel their Saturn return as strongly as one of the squares or oppositions because then it's in, in a space that's causing enough tension to make them pay attention. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, your weakness is actually going to be your strength. The minute that you acknowledge, like, what are you the most afraid of? What are you the most um, embarrassed by? What brings you the most guilt? Like where in your life are you most ashamed to share about yourself? And the minute you say, I chose all of this. I created all of this and mm-hmm. I love all of this, then it everything changes because you're doing alchemy. You're alchemizing. Right. Um, and that's what I was talking to you Jen, about a little bit earlier. One of my teachers, Carolyn Elliott, loves to uh, use this technique and she's just written a book about it. And I'm not getting paid to say this. I just love the book. She's hilarious. Um, it's called existential kink. And it's this topic where you, you, you do these exercises to find these things that you perceive as weaknesses or that maybe you're like, why does this relationship keep happening? Like, why have the past three boyfriends all felt the same and all ended the same? Why does this job never seem to get any better? I can never seem to go anywhere. Um, and the second that you acknowledge that you're like, your soul's really enjoying the experience. <laughs> mm-hmm and you can tap into that and it's really just aligning yourself to your soul in a different way it's it's a more fun human way for me um than just being like all the love and light stuff that you hear about which i think a lot of times <laughs> ends up being spiritual bypassing where people are like i just want right. to be in communication with my soul and i'm like you need to eat some meat <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Take a shower. Okay. Just get yourself cleaned yeah. up. You're going to feel better. I promise. Eat a little meat.
1: Yeah. Just brush yeah. your hair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's this idea of um, your, your soul planned all of it and had the free will to plan all of it. And that's where the weird fate free will crossover is, is you have complete free will, but your soul figured everything out before you got to the planet.
0: Right. It- <laughs> so let's so speaking astrologically, um, I know that Saturn just left Capricorn and he's it's an Aquarius. To, and it's an Aquarius, right. He's so
1: Aquarius today.
0: What um what does that what do you got to say about that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You have um Mr. I Like Rules and mm-hmm. I Like Growth. Like mm-hmm. he's Mr. Grow Now lessons. Um, but he's also He's like that professor that you're really scared to talk to, but that gives you the best feedback on your papers, Um, but also harsh grades because he wants you to do your best. That's who Saturn really is in astrology. Mm -hmm. And to put him in Aquarius really brings about a lot of reflection on community and um, reframing what that looks like. And we have to look at the last time that these planets are in these places. And when you look at Saturn's other transgressions through Aquarius, there's some pretty monumental stuff that's happened. I'm not going to go super deep into it. Just know that it's about changing the way that our institutions and government and community are all working right now, especially because there's still a lot of planets in Capricorn, mainly Pluto. He's doing a lot of work there the goddess of Mm -hmm. death and transformation is in the field of business and government. So anybody (sighs) who is like, why is this happening? Let's look at the stars. (laughs) Yeah. um, Uranus is in Taurus and Uranus is the planet of change and upheaval. His favorite card in the tarot is the tower. Um, I think Saturn's favorite card in the tarot is the emperor. Uh, And also, the hierophant and also death. (laughs) Um, Like there's, he likes a lot of them. I think Uranus really likes death and the tower, but the tower more and the fool. Um, He actually, um, when you look at, there's people who've written down, like these are the exact correspondences between tarot cards and planets. And Uranus actually gets the fool card. The most times that I've seen people write those lists
0: for new beginnings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. New beginnings. And the last time that Uranus was in Taurus, guess what happened? Um. Guess what decade it was?
0: Uh, oh, like recently? <laughs> this had to have been a couple hundred years ago, right? How? Quick no,
1: would... no, no, no. They it's... don't move that slow. They don't move that slow. Um,
0: okay, so probably the 60s. The 40s, 30s. 40s, the 30s, okay.
1: The 30s. So last time Uranus moved into Taurus, we got the New Deal and World War II.
0: All fun stuff.
1: <laughs> so we had on one hand super um, society – like good for the society, driven things coming from the top down, right? Mm-hmm. The the government created millions of new jobs. They were doing these huge projects to um, create national parks and to better the country, and we were booming. After... Valley
0: Authority, yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, we went from um, complete utter devastation and depression and twenty five percent unemployment into a space of like, we're going to be the heroes who swoop in and save the day during World War II. Um, But at the same time, in Europe, you had the utter chaos that was happening that led to and progressed through World War II. So Uranus and Taurus really rocks a lot of things because Taurus Mm -hmm. is is Earth, um, Earth element. So having Pluto and Capricorn and Uranus and Taurus, you're getting a lot of changes on the planet, period. Um, And now Saturn's moving into Aquarius, and he's asking us, how are we going to come together on this? Aquarius is all about community. It's all about astrology. It's all about um opening people's eyes and like breaking out of the system. So having that together is it's big. It's us basically restructuring what the planet is going to do as like as a whole.
0: Man, it's gonna be an exciting <laughs> couple of years. Well,
1: yeah, it's, it's exciting be
0: now amazing. to be completely honest. As, as wonko as everything is right now, it's still really it's exciting to, to pay attention to. Yeah. And, and this comes back to the whole like thing about, you know, weaknesses. It's uh, it's like, where, where are some places where because we've got a lot of downtime right now, like saw somebody had posted the other day and I'll, I didn't mean to interrupt you and then We'll probably come back to whatever it was you're about <laughs> to say, but uh, somebody had posted the other day, they were like, uh, while we're, while the city shut down or whether the country shut down or the world, pretty much at this point, um, you don't have to write the next great novel. You don't have to do this, that, or the other. Like, it's talking about all the things that you don't have to do. And then you see the, somebody else will post, like, this is your chance to do these brand new things, like, venture out and start, you know, again, play guitar, or, like, learn or learn how to do something new. And it's like, th- th- we can ride it in the middle, guys. Again, like, take your time. Like, if you want to try <laughs> something new, if you want to start something, just clean your house.
1: You're such a Libra. To- yeah,
0: like, find some freaking balance, for God's sake.
1: <laughs> and the Virgo over here is like, be your best self ever.
0: Go and pick up some <laughs> post-it notes and start organizing shit.
1: No, literally clean out your closets. That's probably the most productive thing you can do right now yeah. is clean your closets out and and literally clear your space. Do some feng shui. Um, make sure that you're um, being productive in a healthy way rather than in an avoidance way. I think way too many people are just on... Their phones all day long as opposed to because now like they're like oh I have extra time to just sit and um (laughs) some people are are being really uh goal oriented and they're using the time in a very very productive way like artists especially I've seen so many people creating new music Uh and new paintings and new wonderful things I've seen so many people who are yoga teachers or um meditation teachers creating beautiful work uh for donation or for patreon or for other things where um they're selling their videos now and they've they've got a thriving business suddenly that they didn't have before um and i've seen a lot of other people too get very um proactive around the house where they're planting plants and they're spending time in their gardens and they're um there was a meme that was like, "Now all of you who are laughing at me for knowing which weeds you're supposed to eat are asking <laughs> for help." Um, so it's that idea of um, we we get time to actually go within. Mm-hmm. This is the cart. like the tarot card, would be the hermit. Just like here, you go, go meditate. You have to sit still by yourself mm-hmm. for a long time, and. We don't have to normally do that. We get to escape. A lot of people are constantly running away from their homes. And now they have to be at home and be with themselves. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And I love it. And I am probably a little bit of a spiritual masochist that way. Where I'm like, do your work. Yeah. <laughs> Find your shadow. Find your shadow. It's great. Make friends with your shadow. And the planet is doing that right now. That's the point I was going to make earlier. Is when you said, like, what is your weakness? We're looking at our culture's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. We have crazy, uh, insane monetary weaknesses, right? Where it's like, oh, there's no money. Oh, there's all this money to bail us out. But there's no money. The economy's crashing. But we have to give everybody $1,000. So it's like there's, there's all these dark spaces as a culture and as a global community that we're finally starting to acknowledge. Where everyone is panicking about this virus. And we should have been panicking about climate change 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody's... Um, afraid that there aren't going to be enough supplies. Well, what about all the refugees who haven't had supplies for five years? Like, it, it's just constant where the first world people are finally realizing, oh, we're, we actually are all in this together. Mm-hmm. And I can't go on pretending that, that everything is fine. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, especially since, again, I kind of had my, my awakening in like 2000. Nine two 2008 so like again this stuff has been very I've been very aware of it and been, it's been very present in my mind which still doesn't even seem like it was that long ago it's 12 years yeah. but it's like um, I it's hard for me to not say I told you so like with yeah. all this stuff that's happened, but I've also been, you know, I haven't, I haven't been planning. I haven't been, I've been doing work, but I have, I've been, you know, kind of slowly at it again. I'm trying to find that Libra balance of like, let's not rush guys. Let's just try to try to see everybody's side as opposed to, we really need to make some dramatic changes on this front because I have found that whenever I do that, it's hard to stick with it, you know, and then I do get down on myself. So when you start heading full steam in one direction for a month and a half or two months, and then it's kind of like, I'm really burnt out on this. I just want to go eat an entire cheesecake, you know, or whatever the thing is. So you just
1: need more, either you need more Virgo friends or you need more Aries friends because one will just get you started on all the things. They're like, oh, why wait? Let's do it. The other one will be like, you dropped the ball. Why?
0: Well, I've told (laughs) you, I've got so many earth signs in my life. So that's like not, it's not surprising as that that's the case.
1: Yeah. Something that I keep hearing in my head right now is um, so if you don't know who Trevor Hall is, go look up his music. I love it. And his most recent album um, on Spotify, The Fruitful Darkness, is entirely written based off of astrology because he did the same course that I'm doing right now. And he has the same um, Saturn placement that I do. And uh, a lot of the songs are about activating that energy and one of them um the chorus is i've been learning how to walk in my fire live in my fire love in my fire (laughs) (laughs) how do we step into that fiery place and jerry you and i talk a lot about kali and kali ma and durga and these really fiery goddesses from india and i've always felt a huge kinship with the fire goddesses of egypt um hathor and is like related to the sun and then um isis always has the sun disc but Sekhmet is my particular favorite and she's uh, kind of a, a raging war machine the way that Kali is <laughs> she just like decimates things when people aren't behaving properly and she comes down out of the sun and it's this like solar fire of cleansing and um fire as a transformative tool is huge in alchemy and is huge in magical practices and in um, yogic practices. And so I feel like a lot of us who are in this kind of age range of uh, 28 to 38 are, we're experiencing a lot of fire coming up right now because either we didn't listen during our Saturn return. And so now we're struggling or we just had our Saturn return and we're learning how to fully embody it, or we're just stepping into the Saturn return. And it's this kind of, um, trial by fire shamanic experience, um, that lasts years. (laughs) And so how do we as a planet go like, we're literally in a, in a space where this virus is only killed by extreme heat, right? Mm -hmm. Like 180 degrees. And, um, And so we're literally having to be in our fire. Like how do we as a collective step into a space where we look at all the things that are going on shadow wise in our planet so we can shine light on it. How do we be the fire that activates the other candles that just doesn't like, you know, turn into a a blaze that burns everything out instead. Right. Um, Like, so like you said, finding balance, managing that fire is really important, Mm -hmm. but um, it, it also translates to light body technology, right? Because you're literally activating your light, which is fire. So it, I think one of the, the best mantras for that, and you and I talked about this beforehand is one that taps into your own inner guru and that activates that light body even further. So we did it with chakras. We did it with planets. How do we do it now?
0: Well, um, the mantra that I believe that you're referring to is Om Namo Gurudev Namo. And that's, uh, your, your inner guru, you know, um, trying to, you, we all, we all have an intuition, you know, we talk about our gut sense. And I think that comes back to the whole fire too, because that's associated with fire in our gut, our raw Ram, you know, any of the sun gods, um, it's, it's, uh, it's associated with, with truth, with actuality and with getting rid of the things that aren't real in those places. So mm-hmm. Ong namo namo. you're tapping into that truth that, you know, that, that inner wisdom that you already have inside of you. And it's going to burn out the stuff that doesn't serve. You're going to, that stuff's going to fall by the wayside. You're going to be able to see the forest and the trees, you know?
1: Yeah. And in this chant, is the first syllable om or ong?
0: It is ong, which is the same as om. It's the 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 energetic is actually the energetic is a different pathway, obviously, because you're using ng instead of om. But mm-hmm. um, the uh, the the path or the uh, the end goal is actually the same. So om and ong are similar. Um, it's also sounds more closely related to Tibetan than it does <laughs> to Sanskrit or um, or Devanagari, So the Sanskrit itself is uh, a lot of the symbols are similar in both of the languages, but how they're pronounced. Again, when you look at the, um, the Sanskrit alphabet, you've got 50. And it's uh, really is about like where the, where your tongue is hitting, how the energy is moving from the back of your throat to the front of your throat. And Om is a lot more closed off. Om is in the back of the throat. So Good. has still has the same closed off vibration, but it's where it's placed on your palate.
1: And is this one still from India yoga practices or is this Tibetan?
0: This is, um, I believe this is Indian. Um, I want to say that this is Sanskrit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because so. that Ong, I always, always have assumed that this is actually a Tibetan chant. Um,
0: well, actually, sure. no, well, I'll take that back. It says Om in, it's the, the, the mantra is the same. So Ong is, I think the Tibetan, it's the same mantra. It's just Om okay. or Ong. Because the, the uh, Sanskrit that I have in front of me says Om Namo Bhagavate. Oh, that's Vasudevaya. I'm looking at the wrong mantra. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the next one. That's there the we go. Hey, look, that. there's
0: a reason why I was on this page. Yeah.
1: So Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Yes. Yeah. Can be sung very prettily as well. I think the way I've learned it, and you might know another one, which I would love for you to share, is hold on. Um oh, wait no <laughs> now I can't remember the melody. Om namo bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate Vasudevaya. I don't know where I learned that melody from, but that's the one that I know. Probably
0: a past life.
1: Yeah, Most probably. Because yeah. <laughs> I just that's the way I've always sung it. Um, and Anton looked at me one night. He's like. I like the way you sing that. I was like, Oh, thanks. Thanks love <laughs> doing my sadhana at 10 o'clock in the evening. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was funny cause it was just normal. It's just how it came out. So right. How do you do? So the, that?
0: the translation for this one is, uh, Ohm is the name of the indweller in me that is ever in unity with all of creation. Kindly reveal your truth to me. So again, it's another one of those ways of tapping into, uh, it does. It obviously doesn't use the term guru, but it's, um, being able to tap into your inner uh, Vishnu because this is a Vishnu mantra uh, Mm -hmm. and Vishnu is all about preservation and keeping stuff going. So if you don't have a, you're looking for a direction to be pointed, you know, your, your inner self is a good way to, to kind of find something that is going to be trustworthy. You know, you're not having to really get something from outside of you, which is, we'll also get at some point when we're talking about the Trinity, there's so many different ways of looking at it. We've talked about like the actual pronunciation of the Sanskrit and why it's so important. Um, uh, Part of this is literally how the body is broken down. Like, you know, Brahma is the creator or the created. Vishnu is the preserver. Uh, He is Mm -hmm. constantly being reborn. He's constantly coming back. And Shiva is the, the mental space and anything above and higher. Right. So he's like the spiritual aspect and that's just the breakdown of the body. Literally it's the physical body the spirit that dwells inside of us and then our mental capacity, which is, you know, our ability to communicate our ability to destroy and be un uh, untethered to the flesh, which is what Shiva is as well as the destroyer. So there's mm-hmm. a, a lot of those aspects that we will get into that'll, you know, kind of get rid of some of the mystery as well. Like there's so, the, the language itself, Sanskrit is such a beautiful language. And one of the
2: okay. teachers
0: that I've really been uh, digging uh, recently uh, was talking about, um, you know, translations for certain uh, Ganesh mantras, where, you know, uh, Ghana is the face, and it's also, it's, uh, it's also elephant, like the way that the words are pronounced, depending on if you put the words closely together, if they're pronounced closely together, so when you start to look at some of the imagery that we see in Hinduism as well, like there's a reason why the imagery is what it is because it's like, well, it's this, but it's also kind of hidden. You know, there's that, there's this occult feature to it where it's like, you have to be, you, to really understand it, you can't just look at the English translation of it. You really have to know what the language is saying and what the energetic of the language is to really get the most out of it. Because, you know, there's, there are a lot of people who worship Ganesh and kind of see that as, you know, as he's a deity that does these things and you put your prayers out and you put your, your alms out and you hope that he does his thing and you're about it like dualistically, like it's separate. And then if you right. look at it from the standpoint of the word is, you know, something else aside from, you know, elephant headed God, then you start to understand that's the energy inside of you. You know, this, the thing mm-hmm. that we constantly keep coming back to and kind of hammering on, at least I do, because I, I again, want to remove so much of the woo from this I want people to be I want people to be as excited about Sanskrit as I am and I would like it to like like I was saying the the some of the pages that I follow or some of the YouTube channels that I follow that have like you know 10,000 or 30,000 people think about how many people there are in India that aren't really in like in touch completely with the language of their own subcontinent so It's like for it to be able to kind of branch out, it's, it's incredibly important to me to be able to spread this and for people to, to, you know, be as passionate about as I am, you
1: know. I feel like it's, it's less about removing the woo and more about making the woo desirable because with Sanskrit, it's so different than just learning a magic spell, right? I could tell you, here's a magic spell for connecting to your own divine self. We're gonna do a triple soul alignment. We're gonna bring your soul closer to your body, like literally in proximity to your body. And you're gonna feel energy radiating through you. And this is the the phrase you repeat, like as above, so below and blah, 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 three times three, here you go. And um, so you could do what a lot of things um, on Pinterest or (laughs) Facebook will tell you when it comes to spell work or you could learn an actual language that is magic in and of itself. Yes. And a lot of people I think don't have the time or the patience or um, or don't feel capable. And that's the one that I feel the worst about when they're like I'm just not good at languages. Yeah. And I want to say that's a belief. <laughs> We're all human humans are all capable. Um it's just it's a muscle and it's work and um well it's, it's and it's it's,
0: it's it's a it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And this, yeah, this is literally, this is a ultra willingness Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a willingness to stay awake. It's a willingness to stay attuned. It's a willingness to keep admitting that you don't know half of what you thought, you know, mm-hmm. and that there's twice as much to learn as you thought there was last year. Um, and how wonderful that is, right? How wonderful are that our universe is constantly expanding, not just in a physical Um, like physics sense, right? They say that like all the galaxies are constantly spinning away further and further apart from each other from the center point where they started. But literally our, our own universes are constantly expanding. The limits of our minds are expanding right now. The limits of our connection to each other on this planet itself are expanding right now. Um, What was going on in our body and being able to be so super hyper aware that we're shifting genetic codes and DNA codes and activating like dragon codes that we didn't even know existed before. Um, So being able to activate your light body uh, is so, so important right now. And a lot of people are like, oh, she's just talking woo-woo energetics again. Like, what about the physical stuff to do? Yeah, go great. Wash your hands. but um,
2: <laughs>
0: And get rid of the mucoid plaque that's built up in your intestines. Like, yeah, There's a lot of stuff. There's other things that you need to worry about as well. Yeah. There's
1: so many physical things you can do, right? right. Um, and at the same time, don't neglect all of the energetic things because the – the physical things are just the calcification of the energetic they're just the densest form of what's going on around you energetically and if you don't take care of those energetic practices if you don't really focus on turning up your frequencies around you as much as possible um, by not watching the news all the time by not checking in with like posts all the time by not um, calling family members that, you know, are in a state of panic. Um, like letting them come to you, essentially. Right. <laughs> putting up really clear boundaries and saying, like, I'm going to keep my field just as healthy as I'm keeping my physical self. Yeah. Shelter in place in your home, but also do the same with your energy. Let your energy field take this as a as a time to kind of bathe itself and release a lot of stuff that's been stuck and to have you fully attuned to it so the minute you're going back out into the world, the minute you're having to interact with a ton of people in a city, um, it doesn't turn back off. It like, stays on and stays bright and you uh, do the trick of Indra's net. In Hindu mythology, Indra has this giant net and each... Little crossing point is like a person and there's a light. And the minute that you lift one corner, it pulls up all the other lights with it. And the same thing happens, um, like with magnets. If you put one magnet down on a table with other potential magnets, they all kind of go and, and go together and grab each other and oh, you, you was- start pulling up that first magnet. Yeah. And they all start rising with right. it. And so it's, it's the same concept. If you can get your light body really, really beautifully healthy right now. And that's the way I want you to look at it. It's not about um, shining brighter than anybody else. It's not about um, thinking you're better or spiritually bypassing. It's about making your energetic body healthy. Then you will be able to help others do the same. Right. Just by being here. And I
0: mean, it's, again, this, the, there was a preacher that I remember hearing say at one point, um, you know, don't just be, at least this was, of course, I was in a Christian church when he said this, uh, But he was like, don't just be a Sunday Christian, you know, you have to be a Christian Mm -hmm. every day, and literally, like, take the Christianity part out of it. And just like spirituality, like, how are you spending every other day of your time in your spiritual practice, you know? Um,
2: Yeah.
0: Are you, are you chunking a little bit of time into it on a regular basis? Are you going wholeheartedly into it when you're doing it? You know, it's just like your yoga practice, you know, you can people I've seen people who have practiced yoga for years and years and years. And yeah, they're super flexible, but their body is not necessarily what I would consider healthy, you know, and they what they're doing on their downtime is not considered healthy. I see them you know, post thing, and I'm, I'm trying not to be judgmental about it, but I see people post like having a glass of wine or doing whatever else. And I'm like, that's a, that's part of it. You know, like if you because how do you feel when you're doing that? Do you feel the same way you do when you're on your mat? Do you feel the same way when you do something really nice for somebody else? You know, when you're, when you're giving food to somebody who really needs it, like those, those are those good feelings that you want to continue to promote. Because if, if we're always doing all of that at the same time, then yeah, we're going to be able to pull through this, uh, where we are right now. And I think we'll all be better for it. But if it's literally, you know, if, if you do become the bear, who's trying to like bring everything in and you're just wanting to make sure that you make through the winter and you've got all the toilet paper that you've (laughs) talking your your pantry or whatever then you know you're not helping you're really not helping yourself out because you can only wipe your ass so many times in a day and you're not <laughs> helping anybody else out so so yeah
1: I, I do think um, there one last point to this though is as much as we're saying like be your best do your best you're gonna mess up you're human yeah. um, don't use that as an excuse right is the thing. Give yourself forgiveness, but don't use it as an excuse. And it's really easy to fall off the bandwagon and then just kind of stay on the ground. Um, Because when we see our own weaknesses, we get a little um, stuck in them sometimes. And I'm speaking from experience. And I think that um, just being willing to say like, you know what, tomorrow, I'm just gonna start over and, and you don't even have to necessarily start over. You can just pick up where you left off. Right. And um, this is something I, I really learned as a parent is like, okay, maybe this morning started out kind of crappy where we were all arguing because I was trying to get socks on somebody and a diaper on somebody else and like get myself dressed and everybody was just screaming and okay, let's all stop. Let's all take a breath. Let's all agree that from this point on, we're just going to go forward a little bit differently. I'm going to breathe more. I'm not going to force you to wear socks. <laughs> We're going to roll through. Um, and kind of doing the same thing with your psyche, where maybe you binge-watched all of your favorite show on Netflix, and now you're like, what What do I do now? Right. Um, well, <laughs> maybe read uh, – a book like spiral dance and start doing some practices. Maybe go on to YouTube
0: um, and listen to the Sondarya Lahari, like listen to some of these <laughs> <them> esoteric <laughs> mantras that, that are going to, you will be surprised at how much of an impact they have on you, you know?
1: Right. Like even just doing what we're saying and like getting a mala, mm-hmm. sitting down, chanting Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya and picturing your soul, um, whatever you think it looks like being, In your presence like a bright shining light that's literally connected to you at all times um being inside of you like what does that feel like and uh sometimes it's a fake it till you make it thing where people like i don't know if i'm feeling anything well you'll know (laughs) you'll know when you're doing it like and the thing is you don't have to worry about whether you're doing it right Right. either um your body knows what to Right. Do. And I
0: mean, it, it, this is something that I, at some point we were talking about uh, wanting to do interviews or uh, with other people at some point. And um, I would really like to to sit down with uh, my partner, Lindsay, uh, and have a discussion about, you know, how you integrate uh, some things uh, into your daily into your daily life. Because, again, we're not just talking about – we're talking about the title of our podcast is Magic and Mantra. But this is really about integrating these things so that you can live your daily life the best that you can, Right. Um, And one of the things that she talks about too, which uh, I know I catch myself in, and I know that most people actually do, is that cycle of uh, hero, victim, and villain. So we put these labels on ourselves of like, I'm a bad person because of this, and I'm going to do these good things to try to save myself or to save this other person, or, oh, I had this horrible thing happen to me. It's like, we get stuck in this constant loop. And I do it a lot because i'll look back at my past and i'll go you know what i'm i'm here because of this and i really pissed myself pissed off because i did that or whatever it is and it's like being able to again one of these a lot of this stuff with using the avatars or using any of the other energies that are outside of us is is a literal pulling yourself out of your situation and looking at it from another standpoint right like i'm
1: it's it's yeah it's meditation right. that's activation. yeah i'm just gonna
0: dump it on the table and let's sort through some of the shit that's here like what all do i have kind of in my backpack so um again i i don't necessarily want to go deep into that but it was just something that kind of popped into my head uh because we keep going back and forth about uh and saying like Feel okay, you know, if you want to start working on something new and but don't feel too bad if you want to take some time and get rest and make sure that you're healthy while you're doing this like, I know it can, it can kind of feel bipolar. And that is also the world that we live in, you know, like we live in a we live in a culture where uh, there's pundits on television that are spouting rhetoric about whatever it is news isn't news it's.
1: The well Instagram first page. don't yeah the
0: I mean so, that's, that's the but that's fact. it's not don't just the news that's everywhere you go if you log on anybody's Instagram page you're gonna have the same thing people are are promoting whatever they think is the thing that is gonna either bring the money or fame or, or attention or whatever it is like again extract yourself take a few moments, take a couple of really deep breaths and then you know reset reassess, and some of these mantras are a good way to kind of get back into what your viewpoint is. And the last one that we, I kind of want to throw out before we, before we wrap up tonight is uh, super basic. It's super easy. And the translation for it is, I am that, that I am. And it's so hum. <laughs> That's all it is. So it's so Hello. hum. So on the out-breath, hum on the in-breath, and it's, you know, as you're repeating it, you're saying, I am that, that I am. So I am me. I am this. I am also the other thing. You know, I'm I'm living in both states at the same time, coexisting.
1: I'm so doing that right yeah. now. My children are banging on the door, but I'm listening <laughs> to you and thinking, that sounds divine. You're like, I am that, that I am. <laughs> I am that, that I am and on that note, that note uh if you want these recorded chants uh so 108 is the sacred number of amala if you want one of these chants uh recorded the whole way through for you because you're like i want to sing along with someone i don't feel comfortable singing just by myself yet um jeremy and i both have patreons and you can check those out um where we have these recordings available for uh members and we also um if you want just something personal where you're like i really want something specifically for this please feel free to reach out either uh jeremy renta or voice hands and heart on instagram for jer or witch goddess mama for me amy and um ask us and say like what what can i do for this mantra and if you want we can record it for you and work out some kind of money exchange for that um, and we're more than happy to do so because we love this stuff. We geek out on this stuff. And so <laughs> While we're spending the like day nights doing, sessions, doing this, yeah. Yeah. Doing one-on-one sessions. Even if you're like, I don't even know half of the stuff you're talking about. Can we just, um, go over that? Like you said something about dragons and aliens and, a three-part god from india (laughs) and something about egypt and i think you said something else at the 35 minute mark kind of witchcraft thing (laughs) yeah so uh and then also like purified water with no fluoride so uh like if that's you if you're like i really am just so brand new to this and i don't even know where to start you can also do a session with us around that because we love to be teachers and guides on this aspect and um and are more than happy to have people reach out to us and to do a one-on-one call, uh, one-on-one session with you, especially if you're at home right now and you're looking for something more to do um, because you don't have to commute to work back and forth yep. every day.
0: I concur. I'm going to set a better
1: myself. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I, I love, love you, you brother. Too. And um, happy chanting. Yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk to you soon.